0: Welcome to Coffee and Sports, your weekly podcast that makes you smarter on the most intriguing topics from this past week of the world of sports, all in the 20 minutes or so it takes you to drink your coffee. I'm your host, Colin Fleming. I covered sports for years for ESPN and now coming to your ears from beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California. I'm joined by my partner in crime, he's the former Division I all-conference offensive lineman who then went on to become a football recruiter. It's the one and only Jeffrey Earl Hines. And Jeff, after watching that instant classic between the Lakers and Nuggets on Wednesday night, it appeared to be snowing in Denver again. How are you staying warm this week?
1: Well, Colin, the sky is kind of blue. You're right. The grass is covered with snow. Uh, Staying warm, wearing layers. I'm uh, definitely jealous of the sunny weather in Southern California.
0: Big week as always. We're still talking football. Take a look at the NBA at the All Star break. Talk NHL, MLB, and Premier League. But above anything else, there was a bad, bad man fighting on Saturday. And that's where we start. So let's get into it all with three and out. Yeah. All right, Jeff, it's three and out the three most intriguing topics from this past week of the world of sports and topic number one, John Jones is still the champ. Jones advances to 26 and one winning by unanimous decision, handing Dominic Reyes his first loss. But Jeff, it was not without controversy as Reyes landed more total hits and significant strikes. Did the judges get this one right?
1: Colin, absolutely, uh, the judges got it right. Because if you're going to dethrone the champ, you can't outland him by 12 total strikes and 12 uh, significant strikes. You have to do more. Uh, and then on top of that, Colin, you know, Reyes did not control uh, the match. In fact, jo- John Jones controlled for 1 minute and 41 seconds compared to Reyes, uh, who controlled the match for zero seconds. So he had no control Yes, he landed more punches, but it wasn't by many. Uh, so, yes, the judges got it right. But overall, it was a, a great, great fight. Heck of a job uh, by Reyes, taking them all five rounds to decision, making it a controversial uh, ending. Uh, and it seems that he has earned John Jones's respect. Afterwards, uh, John Jones took to Twitter, uh, saying this fight has humbled him. Uh, also, it has been a blessing for him and even called Reyes a new rival. Uh, so the judges got it right. Overall, great fight, though.
0: Topic number two, Jeff. It's one of the best phrases in sports. Pitchers and catchers report. But this year is very different as there is an extremely dark cloud over the baseball world. What should we expect from the upcoming Major League Baseball season?
1: Yeah, Colin, definitely one of the best phrases in sports. Unfortunately, this year uh, we are going into it with that extremely dark cloud uh, you talked about. Um, you know, with the cheating scandal going on with the Astros uh, and especially here on Thursday, the Astros have their press conference and they are just tone deaf. Uh, and then in the, their owner, Jim Crane, to top it all off, he comes out and says that he doesn't believe it really helped them win the games, really changed the outcome of the games. It's like what line of bullshit has he been hearing? Who's been talking to him, you know, giving him the analytics? Because anybody watching the game uh, knows that it uh, definitely affected it. And I'm tired of it, Colin. And I'm more tired of the fact that these players and everybody in the Astros organization is just sitting there acting like they did nothing wrong. We're just going to move on. And now as far as what we should expect from the MLB season, hey, the best thing for them right now is spring training because there's this dark cloud. If there's anything that's going to break up those dark clouds, it's going to be getting out there on the diamond playing baseball, make people forget about it.
0: Moving on, Jeff, you're passionate and I like it. Let's keep that passion going. Topic number three, after the sudden quote unquote departure by former Michigan State head coach Mark D'Antonio, the Spartans hire Colorado's Mel Tucker, who in his one season with the Buffaloes failed to become bowl eligible. Jeff, what is happening in Boulder?
1: Uh, Colin, like you said, my passion got going there on the Astros. It's going up to another level now. Uh, just another case for the NCAA uh, and a coach fucking the student-athletes. And I'm tired of it. Hey, these kids last week, they signed their letter of intent. They're getting ready to go to Colorado. Mel Tucker's on the radio telling everybody I'm not leaving. He's calling boosters, telling everybody he's not leaving. Going on Twitter, telling everybody he's not leaving. We wake up Wednesday, and he's leaving. He didn't even let Colorado counter Hey, Now these kids who just signed, they are locked in. Why? Because the NCAA says they signed with the institution. Anybody that's been recruited, Colin, they know, yeah, I, I guess I signed with the institution. But the reason I signed with the institution is that coach made me love the institution. Hey, Their reason they go to the institution is because of that coach. And it is a shame that Mel Tucker and other coaches, not just him, Hey, do this and they leave these kids they don't care they don't have a heart they preach accountability i'm just really getting tired of it when in the hell is the ncaa gonna step up and as far as what's going on in boulder hey who knows hey mike shanahan eric the enemy dave logan hey they have they have their interim coach right now but who knows for the future
0: That does it for three and out. Jeff, what do you say we hop aboard the express train? Choo-choo. All aboard. First stop on the express train. It's standing ovation, Jeff. These are the three best things we saw from the past week of the world of sports. Topic number one, the NFL is over, but that does not mean there is not football. What should we take away from the first weekend of XFL action? And what should we expect from the league moving forward?
1: Yeah, Colin, you and I, you know, we were texting during the games and we were loving it. And I, and I texted you. I said, this is good football. You know, I enjoyed watching. It was good football, well-coached football. Uh, there were stars, people making names for themselves. Uh, like, you know, and the my favorite player, though, and uh, the person that made their biggest name, Khalil Lewis, Houston Roughnecks. Not because of a touchdown. Not because of a pass. Because he hurled all over the line of scrimmage.
0: XFL football, gotta love it. Topic number two, the Chargers honor Phillip Rivers as they officially announce they are parting ways with their longtime quarterback. Jeff, what should we make of Phillip's time with the Bolts? And is this the right move to part ways?
1: It's the right decision to part ways on both sides. Um, You know, Phillip, he's had a great career for the Chargers. And we're talking almost 60,000 passing yards, just shy of 400 touchdowns. Uh, Definitely a great career for the Chargers, but it is time because it was evident this year, Colin, that the reason the Chargers were struggling, or at least a big reason why it was because of Phillip Rivers play. Uh, So definitely, uh, I think great for the Chargers, right move for Phillip. If you want to continue playing, go find somewhere new. Uh, But the time was right just to leave from San Diego.
0: And Jeff, especially if there's a guy by the name of Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. out there, you have to do everything you can to make a run for him. So I agree this is the right decision to part ways at this time. Topic number three, Duke in North Carolina. The rivalry is back. Jones leads the Blue Devils to an improbable come from behind overtime victory. Jeff, it does not get better than that. What makes this rivalry so great?
1: Yeah, Colin, first off, the play on the court. Hey, we had an overtime game. Now, going into Saturday's game, Colin, the last hundred contests, they were 50 and 50 with the exact same number of points. Hey, and then Saturday, like you mentioned, an overtime uh, buzzer beater win. Hey, so the competition on the court is what makes it. Hey, but also the fact that you know, here in North Carolina on an eight-mile stretch of road known as Backer Road, Colin. There's been so many iconic moments, iconic players, coaches, iconic uniforms, iconic fans. Just everything about the rivalry makes it great. And then the play on the court just cements it. Colin, just love it every single time
0: all right moving on next stop on the express train it's what are you doing jeff we are a few weeks from march so let's keep this all to our buddy joey brackets and play bracketology topic number one if the tournament started today Baylor, Kansas, Gonzaga, and San Diego State would be on the one lines. What is Joey Brackets doing giving these teams the one seed?
1: Yeah, Colin, uh, you know, I have a hard time arguing uh, with Joey on this. Uh, they are the top four teams right now. Uh, between the four teams, there are five total losses, hey, and three of them are by Kansas. Hey, so they're the top four teams uh, in the nation right now. Now, does that mean they're going to stay number one seed? Probably not. I mean, heck, Kansas, Baylor, same conference. It'll be tough for them to each get a number one seed. Uh, Gonzaga and San Diego State have an easier road to the number one seed. Uh, San Diego State hasn't lost yet, so why would they lose now? Hey, But yeah, I totally agree uh, with what with what Joe Lenardi's doing.
0: Topic number two, perhaps the biggest surprise is Dayton getting a two seed. What is Linardi doing giving them a two?
1: Yeah, Collin. They're twenty-two and two uh, this season. They play some quality uh, opponents, but I think a big factor into it is, you know, when you look at Dayton, Collin, they have that player. Every team that's going to make a run uh, in the tournament has to have a player that can take over a game. And uh, for Dayton, it's Obi Toppin. He's averaging tw- about twenty-nine and two. Uh, he can. He has the ability to r- take over a game and win a game for Dayton. And I think when you know, Joe, Joey's looking at them, and he sees that, and he knows that he's capable of it. Hey, so I, once again, Joe Leonardi got it right. And with a huge win over Rhode Island on Tuesday, and now Dayton has a big game on Saturday versus the Minutemen of UMass.
0: Topic number three, let's talk my alma mater here, Jeff. Linardi has Arizona State as the first four out. What is he doing with this?
1: Yeah, Colin, I know you're an expert when it comes to Arizona State, so I'm actually going to kick it back to you here in a second. But I definitely want to get my two cents in. I'm not uh, really sure uh, what Joey's doing on this one. ASU and Bobby Hurley, one of the hottest teams, winning five of the last six, uh, beating USC, UCLA, and Arizona all recently so in my eyes, he's, he's totally wrong on this one. Uh, but Colin, you're the expert. I want to hear what you have to say.
0: Yeah, Jeff. Well, I think Lenardi's definitely looking back to their non-conference play, including that 40-point loss that they had to St. Mary's, which is not going to look good on any resume. But as you mentioned, they are one of the hottest teams in the country right now. They have won five of their last six. And look, they have a real opportunity to get over the hump. The next three games they have are going to be against Stanford, Cal, and Oregon. But Jeff, for them to get past Stanford, Cal, and Oregon, they're going to have to do something they haven't done since 2010, and that's get a road sweep. So the road is there for the Devils. If they can get there, it's going to be interesting to see. Next up on the Express Train, do you agree? Jeff, this week it's all going to be NBA-themed. Looking at the NBA as a whole now that we are at the All-Star break. Topic number one, the Bucks and Lakers will remain in first place after the regular season.
1: Totally agree on this, Colin. They're the top two defensive teams. We know what they can do offensively. Uh, so agree, they'll be number one seeds after the regular season.
0: Topic number two, the Raptors will represent the East in the finals for a second straight year.
1: Well, the Raptors have been the hottest team in the NBA. Heck, uh, they just had a their 15-game winning streak snapped on Wednesday. They've been hot, but I disagree with this. They're ranked number 26 in the NBA defensively against second chance points. When they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and they have to play the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis, uh, they're going to struggle. And you know what everyone listening is going to say, Colin? Jeff was right.
0: (laughs) Jeff is never wrong. Topic number three, the Houston Rockets small ball lineup will earn them a top three seed in the West.
1: Uh, Colin, they're currently sitting at number five. um, But I disagree with the small ball, uh, getting them to the top three. At some point, Russ is going to have to shoot the ball. And he's currently shooting 23 percent from beyond the arc. Uh, Also, Colin, they got rid of Capella. They have to make up for 14 rebounds a game while playing small ball hey okay, so I disagree they're not going to be in the top three.
0: All right, Jeff, we don't call it the Express Train for nothing. Let's keep it going. Next up, it's Laugh or Trash, or should we just call it This League? Because this week, it is all NBA-related. Topic number one, it's LeBron's diet. Tristan Thompson tells The Athletic LeBron has, quote, the worst effing diet ever. LeBron's former teammate went on to say, ask him what he eats for breakfast. He has, like, five French toasts, drowns it in syrup with strawberries and banana, then has, like, a four-egg omelet, and then goes and just fucking dunks on somebody. It does not make sense. <laughs> Jeff Laffer trash. and What would be your diet if you were an NBA superstar?
1: Yeah, Colin, uh, definitely laughing at this. Uh, it, it's definitely amazing that he goes, he eats this, and goes out and dunks. And now, as far as what I'd eat if I was an NBA superstar, well, if I was in the NBA, calling just knowing my genetic makeup. I'd probably be a specimen just like LeBron. So I'd be eating the same
0: exact thing. I love it, Jeff. All right, let's keep going. Topic number two Charles Barkley shares his thoughts on the 76ers. I think they are the softest, mentally weakest team. It had a bunch of talent. They are the Cleveland Browns of the NBA. Damn. Yeah.
1: Uh, call it. I just laughed my ass off uh, listening to that. And I think Shaq's response was perfect, but he just says, damn, because I feel bad for the Sixers that they were compared to the Browns.
0: All right, next up, topic number three, Luke Walton. Jeff, the Kings coach was teed up Wednesday night during their loss to the Mavs when he told Dallas star Luka Doncic to, quote, do me a favor, give the ref your autograph after the game. He's a fan. He's a fan of yours. Jeff, laugh or trash?
1: (laughs) Once again, I'm laughing. Uh, I'm guessing uh, that he learned this from his dad. I could see his dad, you know, either trying to give autographs during the game or... Yo, saying this to people, or maybe maybe Luke just saw Kobe giving autographs to refs all the time, and he's just
0: bitter because they never asked for his. Jeff, we could all agree on one thing, this league. This league. All right, Jeff, final stop on the express train. Who did it better? We're gonna keep it all to the NHL topic number one. The Boston Bruins are the top team in the East, while the St. Louis Blues are the top team in the West. Which of the two Stanley Cup final teams have done it better so far this year?
1: Uh, going Boston Bruins in the Atlantic Division, toughest division uh, in the NHL. Uh, plus, their defense has just been better. Hey, they played two more games than the Blues, giving up 16 less goals. Hey, so I'm going. I'm going Bruins. Better defense
0: always wins. Topic number two, Austin Matthews or Alexander Ovechkin. Jeff, each are tied with 40 goals on the season. Who has done it better?
1: I'm going OB on this, uh, Colin. Not only is he tied with Austin Matthews for 40 goals this season, but he's two away from getting number 700, which would make him the eighth player in the history of the NHL. Uh, to get to 700, and by getting to 700, that puts them only 194 behind leader Wayne
0: Gretzky. Final topic on the express train, Jeff. Let's talk goalies here, specifically goals against average. Boston's Tuka Rask leads the league with a 2.14 average, while the Coyotes' Darcy Kemper is second with 2.17. Jeff, who has done it better?
1: Yeah, Colin, I'm going with Darcy Kemper on this. And I understand he's been out since uh, since December with an injury. But, Colin, since he's been out, the Coyotes have gone from first in the Pacific to fifth in the Pacific. So, obviously, he has an unbelievable impact on the team and winning. He accounts for a lot of wins for the Coyotes. Eh? Now, that's not the only reason I'm taking him over Tuca. Uh, when you look at the defensive uh, lines playing in front, of each goaltender uh you know you look at the coyotes their three defensive lines are all rated lower than the three for the bruins in fact the lowest rated line for the bruins is equal to the top rated line for the coyotes so kemper's also done it with less help so i'm going kemper on this uh just because of what he's done with less we're calling the one thing we can all agree on god i love hockey
0: And that does it for the express train. Jeff, let's finish this thing off with some rapid fire. Let's heat it up. And the first topic on rapid fire this week's MVP. Jeff, I will go first. My MVP is Matthew A. Cherry. Who is that you ask? Well, you might remember him as a standout at Akron College or as an NFL journeyman with the Jags, Bengals, Panthers, and Ravens in the 2000s. But the reason Cherry is my MVP is what he's been able to accomplish since his playing days. Cherry entered the world of filmmaking, Jeff. He got very good at his craft and just this past Sunday, he heard his name called at the Oscars as his film, Hair Love, won the academy award for best animated short film the same category kobe bryant won his oscar for in 2018 awesome stuff matthew a cherry you're my mvp jeff who do you got
1: colin i got david pasternak uh for the boston bruins um he recorded his 41st goal of the season this week with his second hat trick against the canadians uh, and his fourth hat trick of the season um, but Colin, he's the second player to have two hat tricks against Canadians in the regular season. Hey, the only other player to do that is Gordy Howe. And here's the crazy thing, Colin: he's only 23. The future looks bright in Beantown.
0: Next up on Rapid Fire, what to watch for, Jeff. I will be watching Chelsea versus Manchester United on Monday. The Premier League is back in session after the winter break, and with Liverpool all but clinching the league, that means all eyes will be on the top four spots to see who will be through to Champions League. With Chelsea at number four and Man U only six points back, it will be a great match to watch. And making it even better, Super Frank Lampard said Christian Pulisic should be fit and ready for competition Following the break, so keep an eye out for a Captain America sighting at Stamford Bridge. Jeff, what are you watching?
1: Colin, this is this is easy. It's Valentine's Day weekend. I'm watching the Daytona 500. Joe Gibbs racing. Hey, Kyle Busch, he'll make a good showing. I'll be drinking cold beer, grilling out. Hey, it's only 500 miles long. Hey, but Colin, I'll be watching the Daytona 500 and Kyle Busch winning the
0: race. Yee! Next up, Jeff, it's stat of the week. My stat is 17. That's the number of games the Lakers have won in a row on the road against Western Conference opponents. And here's why that's impressive. Their 17 game win streak is the longest such streak by any team in their conference in NBA history dating back to 1970 when conferences were created.
1: Yeah, Colin. I, I'm going to talk a little bit about the XFL uh, ratings uh, from this past weekend. Now, their games averaged 3.12 uh, million viewers. Uh, compare that to the Alliance, American Alliance Football's first weekend; uh, they averaged 3.25 million uh, per per game. Okay, so right on par with them. Uh, they are under their first a run at the XFL where their first game had 14 million viewers. eh, So they don't have nearly as much as the first time around, Uh, but maybe that's going to be a good thing for the XFL this time.
0: All right, Jeff, it's the reason the millions and millions gather around their phone each week waiting for the podcast to drop. It's time for cliche sports podcast, hot take, Jeff. What do you got for me?
1: Yeah, Colin. Uh, we talked about University of Colorado, Mel Tucker being an asshole, leaving at the last minute. Now they're scrambling to find a coach. Hey, you're going to hear names like Eric Bieniemy, I mentioned. Hey, Mike Shanahan, Dave Logan. Uh, but my wild card in this, he just got hired this year at the University of Northern Colorado. He played for the Denver Broncos. His son plays for the Panthers around Denver in the state of Colorado. Hey, he's a legend. Hey, Ed McCaffrey will be the next head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes.
0: I love it, Jeff. All right. And for my cliche sports podcast hot take, Devin Booker will win the three-point contest and the All-Star Game MVP. After being snubbed, when reserves were announced, Booker was left off the team, sending hashtag NBA Twitter into a frenzy. However, on Thursday morning, after it was announced Dame Lillard would not be playing due to injury, Booker was named as a replacement. And Jeff, when you have a pissed off player looking to prove a point in a meaningless game and or event, I'm going to put my money on that guy every single time. I'm placing my bet now. And that does it for this week's edition of Coffee and Sports. We thank the millions and millions of listeners from across the globe for tuning in each and every week. Please be sure to follow us at Coffee Sports Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This has been a production of Tandem Bike Productions. We'll see you next week. We out. Bing bong.